<laughs> I come highly trained from Walkerton yeah. to Brantford. Yeah. And I know what not to do because of all my experience in Walkerton. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, with that, like, you've got kind of to jump into mm -hmm. another side of you is your, your nature show. Yes. Pray for Nathan. Yes. <laughs> Pray for Nathan nature Pray show. Pray for Nathan. Which I love every time you post something new, just following it, seeing your different adventures, and it's, it's awesome. So, like, is, the, is there a connection there? Because I know you do oh, an yeah. awful lot with water on both sides, right? Like you explore so, a lot of waterways and... Well, so with water treatment. So um, when I first started my job, it's shift work. I work three shifts, get three days off, work, get, work three nights, and or 12-hour shifts. It was actually, first few years, it was a hard, very struggle trying to survive. I'm surprised I managed to keep my job some days. Thank you, City, for keeping me. Uh, and then I was you're finding, like, your, your, your moods and everything's all off. You're all mm -hmm. off kilter working shift work. So then I started to find, a deep, like, I always had a deep connection to nature, to the water. Uh, my parents have a cottage in Rondo Provincial Park, and uh, so I'd go there every summer since I was a kid. I was even on the roof before I was born. Um, so I, I am used to nature. So then when I was starting to fall out of touch with my, basically my mind or something, because I was working shifts, I'm like, I need to start connecting with nature more. <laughs> That's the one thing that managed to pull me back to who I used to be is getting outside, uh, mainly just getting outside, you know, um, David Suzuki recommends you get 30 minutes a day outside. Mm. I try to exceed that, but obviously not when I'm working because 12-hour shifts are a little difficult. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then I got into the canoeing because I've always liked boats. Yeah. And uh, canoeing is a nice way to get around. Now, some people ask me if I enjoy canoeing, and I got to say that's debatable because when I'm out there, you haven't seen the bloopers for the Pray for Nathan show. I, my <laughs> wife told me to get rid of those. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of cursing. There's some bad times out on the canoe, yeah. you know. I like being out there, and I like getting to my destination. Canoe is the means to go. Yeah. So how did you get into canoeing, then? Is that actually like clips? <laughs> well, it might be. Is that you? That's awesome. So you're, being, you're on there right now, which is really cool. So that's actually yeah. you. Maybe. I don't remember that. But yeah, that looks like the Grand River right there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that so water cool. clean? The Grand River? Yes. I wouldn't drink it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so how did you get into canoeing? Okay. Well, that's just a good question. We were talking about it earlier. <laughs> so when I was 11, I was at taking at the Rondo Yacht Club. My parents managed to get me uh, four weeks out there at the Yacht Club. Thank you for that. And uh, I took canoe lessons. Mm -hmm. And I had this uh, kind of attractive-looking canoe instructor at the time. I was only 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she told me a story of how she went canoeing on this big canoe trip. And they had to, uh, they ended up at a waterfall. And she's told me for some weird reason she had to strip down her clothes to cross this waterfall. <laughs> and I was sold. You were sold. Right I'm like, ah, canoeing's for me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. Let's no, I've gone on countless canoe trips now and never once have I had to strip down my clothes. So <laughs> it probably works out for the best. But <laughs> Nature, That's thank you. That's an amazing story. <laughs> that was initially what got into me. Also, uh, for. 30 years or so, my dad had this canoe hanging in the garage, mm -hmm. and every time we'd ask him, like, can we use it? Like, no, no. <laughs> then, 30 years later, I finally did get to use it. By now, it's rotten, yeah. everything else. <laughs> and sitting at the bottom of the river. And it was one of those canoes yeah. that didn't have a keel. It was built in the inside. It was meant for rivers. Yeah. And I took it out on Rondo Bay. The wind just carried us left and right. I'm like, this is useless. <laughs> so then, when I graduated from college, my parents bought me a canoe. And that's what uh, changed everything. Then I was trying to find anywhere I could put the canoe in. 
any waterway, I ended up in a lot of bad places that were not canoeable, yeah. you know, wastewater uh, affluence. I was right in front of them, like, this is probably not where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> And I find that so fascinating that the fact that like you're you're just going out and finding these places, like you're not they're not necessarily like you've probably seen more of the the waterways in Ontario than the majority of people. That's just true. because you just go out there and, and do it. Right? And there's there are some uh, beautiful ones. Uh, anyone who gets a chance to go to Big Creek, which is near us in Long Point, mm -hmm. that's spectacular. It's mm -hmm. like going through the Amazon. I've never been through the Amazon, but that's what I hear. It's the yeah. Canada's version of the Amazon. And it's just beautiful. You got all the trees over top, all the nature, all the birds, everything. Piranhas, alligators. Maybe not a little bit. Beavers. I've seen a beavers in there. <laughs> you got the fish. It's a lot like yeah, an alligator. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of things I probably don't want to know what's in the water, but you know, it's good. <laughs> Cows. I don't know if you saw that video, but I encountered a cow on my video in Big Creek. Really? Yeah, and I'm terrified of cows. It would be like the hippos. I went to uh, Ridgetown College before I knew it, where I didn't know it was a farm school. So the first week I'm there, I'm waking up, because well, it's first week, initiation, you're a little hungover, and I'm waking up to cows mooing, roosters crowing, and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> it was some kind of party. <laughs> and that's where ever since then I've been terrified of cows. So I'm canoeing down, and all of a sudden I see, I'm looking at this nice farm and everything, I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then I see a bull cow just staring at me going like this with its paw, huffing. I'm like, <laughs> Did you smack it with your paddle? I tried, in the video, That's I, did, I, did, I tried yelling out loudly, but in the video, it was very quiet and scared. <laughs> and after, we just, we have to go to break. Um, but after that, we'll continue this awesome story where Nathan battles a cow. Um, we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. program is brought to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. This February, help to fill emergency food hampers during the House of Friendship's Potato Blitz. You can make a difference in your community with a bag of spuds or a financial donation. February on Hollywood Suite On Demand. How did it go? Bad. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Watch out for the bike ride! Oops, my bad. Oh, watch this one. This is good. Let me help with that. I'm all right, thanks. Take the I'm all right. Take the phone. I'm all right. <laughs> Hollywood Suite On Demand. Free with your subscription to Hollywood Suite. I'm Constable Daryl Paquette, Police Coordinator for Waterloo Regional Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers is looking for your information to help identify and arrest the person responsible for this fraud. On August 23, 2017, at approximately 2.05 p.m., Waterloo Regional Police received a report of a female who attended a gas bar on Hesper Road in Cambridge and purchased a vanilla MasterCard worth $200 with American counterfeit currency. The vanilla MasterCard was used at several stores and gas stations in the greater Toronto area and in Hamilton. The female is described as being in her mid-twenties with straight brown hair and brown eyes. The suspect has been seen wearing a black top and olive greenish colored pants. 
Crime Stoppers will pay a cash reward for any information leading to an arrest in this incident or any other serious crime. You won't be asked to identify yourself or testify in court. Millennial today. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something for sure, man. Not this time. Not this time? Okay. So, Ben Strasser, Matt Manning. Let's try and be professional here. Okay, yeah, let's try and just put a brave face on. No? Let's get it no, together. Get it together. <laughs> Joined by Nathan Prey <laughs> and also Ben Howard. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Nathan about his story where he encountered a cow. Yeah, on so the we're river. To smack it. Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the river now. Yeah. The cow, cow's up there huffing and puffing. And uh, my, my initial thought is to go farthest away from the cow. But of course, there was a downed tree, so which is, leads me right towards about four feet of water between me and the cow. He was waiting for you. Well, he wasn't in the water yet, but he was, oh, okay. like I said, he's up there, he's huffing his paw oh, yeah, at me, yeah. breathing out right. his nostrils. Just in case it ever sneaks up on me from behind, what does a cow sound like when it's huffing and puffing? <laughs> Breathing heavily. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I was also tranced. I was in fear. But anyways, I tell you all that. It, it didn't move. It wasn't going anywhere. And I'm like, and you have to keep going because it can't go backwards because mm -hmm. rivers keep flowing downwards. So I went around it very cautiously, keeping my eye on it. And actually, it was, didn't involve much of a vent. Gotcha. <laughs> that, the cow fair. didn't care after a while. It's just like, eh, yeah. not worth my time. But either way, I was terrified. <laughs> uh, what made you start filming? like capturing your adventures? Well, because um, I'd always go off in nature and I'd always wish I could show the beauty to other people. Mm -hmm. And like, I see all these things, I'm like, no one's going to believe me that th this happened or this, you know? Yeah. I have a problem with exaggeration some days, but... It wasn't <laughs> so a like, cow, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a raccoon. <laughs> my old canoe instructor. No, just... <laughs> 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 okay, you want to share the beauty, yeah, yeah. Yeah, share the beauty. And so, and then we got, ended up... Um, Originally, I started using my cell phone, and my wife hated that because I'm going to drop it. Yeah. I'm not, I've done that so many times before. That, no. So then we uh, saved up our optimum points at Shoppers and got myself a camera. Right on. Not the greatest one, but it works yeah. for now. And uh, it gives me more incentive also to go out and do things because now it's not just doing it for me because sometimes with the shift work, it's hard to get off the couch. Now mm -hmm. it's like, eh, I can go film for, you know. My audience. Yeah, small audience or something. Yeah. No, Feel free cool. to check me out on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, how can people find you? It's on Facebook, the Pray for Nathan Show. Right on. Right on. So we'll make sure we put that in the comments so people can find it. I think here's another shot of now, uh, you. Well, yeah. okay, you didn't ask the question yet, so yeah. I'll answer it. Yeah. Why is it called Pray for Nathan? Yeah, well, okay, why is it called? <laughs> you know what? I've that been dying to ask this question. <laughs> why is it called Pray for Nathan? Oh, Nathan. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, I was in Walkerton, yeah. and we were a government agency, and people had to, uh, they had to check, make sure you were clean. They would constantly would Google your name on the internet. Mm -hmm. And after they told me this, I'm like, what does it say about me on the internet, you know? There were some questionable days in high school, what got <laughs> out there and everything else. So I go and Google myself, and I can't find a thing. All I find is pray for Nathan, all these sick Nathans around the world, and I'm like, sweet. I, yeah, I noticed that too when I was searching for it. I <laughs> yeah, and that's, that was just the joke. <laughs> like, pray for Nathan. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, this works because I'm also kind of sometimes clumsy, don't know what I'm doing. Pray for me. That's definitely what my wife's doing when I'm on these trips. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, to add on to that too, like, did you have any sort of training before you started going out and doing these? No. No? No. I went once when I was awesome. around 11 again. Yeah. <laughs> I went for a trip to a golf green with a bunch of people, and uh, 
Actually, actually I had uh, my I couldn't swim at the time. Yeah. So my friend actually had to do my swimming test. We looked alike. We switched places in the water. No. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so I could go on the trip. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to go. That's like out of a movie. <laughs> and your instructor didn't teach you how to swim. I just taken swimming lessons. Well, I've actually been terrified of water from swimming in Rondo. Oh, wait a second. Because I've gotten sick so many times because there used to be a lot of uh, boats in Rondo and you'd get the oil and the cow uh, pig manure would come across. So I'd get sick. I'd get ear infections. I'd be in the hospital. Who knows what was wrong with you. And then I took swimming lessons at that yacht club and they had a big government dock out there at the time and which was covered in zebra mussels because they were the new thing at then. And when the waves would hit, You'd get pushed, slammed into the dock. Yeah. So here I'd get bruised with all these zebra mussels cut up and everything. They're sharp, right? Yeah, and that's when I was terrified of swimming in water. Mm -hmm. But because my dad kept taking me fishing every year, I didn't hate it that much. Mm -hmm. Like you should see me. You, I don't know if there's ever a video of that, but I, me trying to go swimming by myself when I'm on these canoe trips. Mm -hmm. It takes like an hour for me to get in to build up. Yeah. yeah. I got my life jacket on. Yeah. I'm like, and I touch something on the bottom. Like, ah. gross. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a lot like this guy, actually. I don't know, you don't, you don't know, know what's down there. <laughs> Thank you. So it's I Googled unknown. it, and that didn't help. There's tons of snapping turtles. Yeah, they'll get you. Yeah. They love tadpoles. I'm not a fan of those either. And yeah. I'm alone, so who's going to help me? Yeah. I don't That's like true, which leads into the next thing that you were kind of talking about, is oh, potentially yeah. looking at doing, uh, bringing some people with you on your adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a few things, like especially things I can't do on my own. Mm -hmm. um, like there was a bunch of tours and things I wanted to do, and I kind of like some of the history buff. I'm always interested in how Canada came to be and everything. Mm -hmm. So there's been some tours that I wanted to go on, like um, uh, there's the Ruthven one down on near Cayuga. There's one and uh, there's a few in Brantford. And also in my nature trips. Yeah. Because like, usually you're like, uh, so mostly in the middle of the week I go on these trips because usually the weekends I got band practice. But uh, I'll, go, uh, I'll go to a winery, then I'll go for a bike tour, then I'll go swimming down in Turkey Point mm -hmm. or something. And I can make adventures out of this. As you're seeing, there's me going to Niagara Falls, which was my favorite trip last year. I just put in my canoe. I found out where to put my canoe in, yep. and I had seen it from last year when a bachelor party, how to pull my canoe out, mm -hmm. but I didn't know where I was going, didn't know anything about what I was doing. I just put my canoe in, and I'm like, and I put my bike in. I bring, put my bike with my canoe so I can get back to the car, yeah. which I might not have to do if someone comes with me. Right, yeah, exactly. There's a whole new level of... Yeah, if you come with me on the canoe, you have to bring a car because the bike and you won't fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've only got about probably 30 seconds left before we go to, to break. Um, but you, oh, actually, we got a little bit longer than that, which is awesome. Uh, you recently posted a video. I think it was just, it might have just been on Instagram. So it kind of ties into, you mentioned that you're in bands, but so you play a lot of music. Yes. And you posted a video of you on a bike <laughs> <laughs> playing bass guitar. Once again, 12-hour shifts. I needed to play bass. I needed to work out at the same time. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, how do I do this? And I was also watching the Olympics. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> how do you do this? Yeah, that could be an Olympic sport Well, you jack the strap up really high. <laughs> like, it was impressive. Yeah. It was impressive. But you still... How are you steering your bike? Oh, it's a, a stationary bike. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right 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 with that. I don't yeah. go biking in the winter. <laughs> Could you imagine? I was confused with this whole thing. I'm a little too accident prone for the ice. Yeah. Pray for Nathan. Yeah, pray, pray for Nathan. Nathan. Um, <laughs> I think we, we should clarify too that your last name is Prey. Yeah, I'm Nathan Prey. Nathan Prey. That's yeah. also yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it it's hilarious to me. I should probably change it if I want to go mainstream, but yeah, I like the joke. I'm still laughing 20 years from now. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk to uh, Ben Howard uh, about getting active and some different things that you can do. 
And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you. Um, and we'll be right back after these messages. on a mission to talk about everything parents deal with on a daily basis. Okay, so what do you do when your child has a meltdown? It's Vanessa and Melissa, Tuesdays at 7.30 on Rogers TV. Sometimes, for a wish to come true, it takes a kingdom, because together we're stronger. Tied tight, united we stand, in honor of one child's wish to fuel the fire that will grant many more. Join the kingdom. Monsieur de Champlain, when I finish paddling through this wilderness and reach China, I shall greet them wearing this. Monsieur Nicolet, your mission shall be for the honor of the king and the holy faith. In the summer of 1634, Jean Nicolet set off from Quebec to find a trade route that would link Europe and North America with China. But where is it? Further, I know the place you are seeking. For months, Nicolet pushed through the wilderness, searching for the Western Sea. Goja, Mississippi! What did he say? He said, Mississippi, great water. Mississippi, the sea, China. Jean Nicolet was wrong. It was Lake Michigan, not the Pacific. But others would follow his dream. Joliet, La Salle, the Laverandres. And they would map most of North America from the Rockies to the Gulf of Mexico. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. This is Matt making a goofy face and staring longingly into Howard's eyes. Uh, we're joined by Nathan Prey and also Ben Howard. Um, <laughs> um, Howard, yes. sorry, Ben. Either or. Either or. Yeah, it gets confusing, right? Or either. Or, or either. Either, either. I'll call you Strasser. Okay, perfect. Howard. Strasser. Perfect. Menon. Mm. Prey. <laughs> um, ben, you're a personal trainer. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into that? Sure. Um, and actually, my story, I guess you can even say, started earlier than when I actually decided to go to school for it. But I played baseball, softball, I should say. I didn't play baseball, I played softball up until I was about 12 years old. And then Waterford, my hometown, didn't have a team anymore. And I wasn't going to go play for like a rival team like Waterford's where it's at, so I ended up stopping. I, I didn't play baseball at. anymore, yeah. And uh, through a series of events, I ended up taking up skateboarding, which kept me active for quite some time. I went through these kind of skater years. You had big hair, though. I had a huge mop on my head. It was fantastic. I could hide stuff in it. I had really curly hair. But uh, I did that throughout high school. And during that time, my, uh, my dad wanted to join a gym. He had worked out previously when he was younger, and he's like, I want to get back into it. And he asked my brother and I if we wanted to join and at the time I loved action movies and like you know Arnold and 
all those guys. So I'm like, sure, it'll be sweet. I'll be a skateboarder. I'll be like ripped. I'll, you know, be like in Rambo and all that. So I, I joined a gym, and we joined a gym in Simcoe. It's not there anymore. It was called Iron Masters, and it was like a super old school, like iron, like the the ceiling would leak when it would rain. There was never an actual staff member there. Everybody just got a key, and you just unlock it and go in when you wanted to. Um, really like old school gym, but it was super intimidating for like a 14-year-old because I was like this scrawny 14-year-old kid with all these guys who are massive, lifting like four times the amount of weight that I could, and I actually hated it at first. I hated the gym because I, I can vividly remember um, trying to lift the same amount of weight that my brother and my dad did and I couldn't because they're obviously older and stronger than me so I ended up hating it but and I told my dad I said you know this isn't for me it's not my thing I don't want to do it anymore and he's like I just got you like a three-month membership just use it till the end and then you don't have to do it anymore so I kept going and then these guys that I found super intimidating ended up kind of taking me under their wing and teaching me some things and I ended up falling in love with it I, I enjoyed it, like, you know, threefold. And then um, slowly over time, as I was going through high school, it took over lifting weights, took over my skateboarding, I guess you could say. And by the time I was in grade 12, when I was graduating, um, I barely skateboarded for activity, and I was always in the gym. And uh, I was actually working out when I had made the decision that that's what I wanted to go to school for, that I wanted to go get an education in, in fitness and all that and pursue, pursue a career in it, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. My favorite thing to do though is I sit on a stationary bike and I play the bass as I'm watching the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> he went up to you. Yeah. I took guitar lessons from you now. I saw your video. Did you? Yeah. You yeah. mean Corey? I'm yeah. taking lessons from you now. Yeah. They're, I'm, you know, I'm, as they call it, natural. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stay one lesson ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Stay <laughs> one lesson ahead. <laughs> I'll um, teach you how to bike. Deal. <laughs> Just don't take any lessons for clean water from him. Okay. From Ockerton. <laughs> no comment. Uh, ben, you, we... <laughs> Just trying to get away from that. Uh, but we, uh, you, do, you have a segment on the show that comes around periodically of Cool yep. Stuff with Ben. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the different things that you've done or maybe some of the more, um, like your favorite things that you've done so far with that? Yeah, I would say, oh, my favorite? It might be going with, uh, meeting up with John Schwager, doing the backflip video yeah. at his gym. So John's a coworker of mine, he's a personal trainer as well. And he, he is the six-time Canadian champion in power tumbling. Um, if his sport was in the Olympics, he'd be in the Olympics representing Canada. And we went there to attempt for him to teach me how to do a backflip, mm -hmm. which I could do very assisted into a foam pit, which I couldn't do on the ground. But uh, I think that would have to be my favorite. The Haunted House one was actually really good, that too. The Haunted, House, the, you know, the Haunted House would probably be a close second, yeah. going through the Haunted House with, with Strasser. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be when no. we went through it. They built it up. It was built yeah. for kids. Mm. Shut up. You guys aren't that tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beers make us appear tough, but we're yeah. actually not tough. Yeah. But they definitely built it up more than what it was. Like, you're going there, you know. You can like hear it, and they're all like scream. It's dark. It's really weird. They're like, all right, like you guys ready for this? Like, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bunch of like teenage girls screaming at you. Yeah, I do remember you screaming when you were there. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> the video made it look scary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this guy jumped a good few times too. Yeah, I did. I did. I stayed in the back. 
Of course you would. <laughs> yeah, maybe go first. <laughs> I feel like the backflip would have been really, really hard. Like psychologically, you got to all, flip over and you couldn't absolutely. land on your head. Hundred percent. And at first, I, I would say that's that was probably the number one thing that prevented me from doing it. I feel I don't know. We should ask John. I guess he would, he'd mm-hmm. be the expert in it. But I was totally just jumping and trying to get momentum and just totally relying on John for doing the rest of it mm-hmm. to flip me into the foam bit. But because you can't see. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have no idea what's back there. Yeah. Just like going. All right, I hope I don't face plan. <laughs> or just land on my head. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the November video was actually it was really oh, cool too. That, that was, was a lot epic. of fun. Uh, yeah. The commercial. Yeah. Yeah. That was tons of fun. I spent like months trying to figure out how you filmed that since you had no mustache or something at the time, or yeah. you had a beard at the time that yeah. came out. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, got rid of the beard just to just to film that segment. Yeah. That was tons of fun. Yeah. That was a long day. To me. <laughs> Did you just run the whole entire time? Was it shot at once? Yeah, I just, you know, I ran a quick marathon. Had the crew kind of parked along route. No big deal. Shot as I ran by. Are you looking forward to cool things with Ben Howard meets Pray for Nathan? I one hundred We're gonna absolutely. go canoeing somewhere. You need like teach me. <laughs> we're going together. We're, just gonna, we're both gonna have the same knowledge. Don't worry. <laughs> deal. Let's do this. So you need to teach him how to to canoe then. And you teach me how to avoid cows. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. deal with any cows that we come across. Yeah. Do you think they're going to come across a waterfall? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Nathan, are you sure we're supposed Just to be doing this? Just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need to take my clothes off to go across it? I don't get this. <laughs> it's just me pouring water from my water bottle. Yeah. Oh, it's a waterfall, Ben. Look, look. <laughs> oh. Where's that music coming yeah. from? <laughs> I love the videos that you do of you walking around your backyard practicing portaging. <laughs> and you like speed it up as just you walking all around with the canoe. <laughs> I love that. We, I love we've that. got to head to break now, uh, but we will definitely be talking about uh, your canoe strategy um, <laughs> and more from Ben when we get back. Uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> Wednesday. Pests that like tomatoes hate the smell of basil. Learn how to grow a simple backyard garden and turn it into an easy, nourishing, company-worthy breakfast. And that is what develops flavor in your dish. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden-fresh, healthy breakfast. What it does is it sets your blood sugar level for the day and sets you up with the nutrients to go. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. We'll see about that. I'm gonna count down, I'm gonna do it. 100. But so much more. That's hospital stuff right there. We're supposed to be at City Hall. We're going to build it right here. Oh, yeah, sure. And give wetsuits to all the visitors? <laughs> no, on the water. Hey, come on. We're talking about building something the size of 64 city blocks. And there's no land left in Montreal. So, get serious. Listen. We'll build islands. How? Dig up Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> They're digging a subway, remember? You take it from there, and you put it here. 
12 months and 25 million tons of fill later, St. Helens Island was reshaped and Ile Notre Dame was created. Come on, we don't want to keep Maradropa waiting, do we? Montreal's Expo 67. It would prove to be the most successful World's Fair of the 20th century. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. Nathan. I'm Howard. Hey, that's got a nice roll. with that, Amir? <laughs> oh, I've got something going on behind me. One second. There, there we go. Sorry, Patty. Patty was in my. Yeah. That... <laughs> oh right. Uh, so, <laughs> keep, keeping with the theme, uh, when do your clients ever say to you in the middle of summer, you know what? I don't want to be going into the gym anymore. I want to do something more. Outs outdoors. Yep. What kind of things do you suggest that they do? Uh, we'll shift frequency. We'll either shift frequency of how often they come in to see me, or we just add it on. Because mm -hmm. realistically, the more activity, the better. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Like if you're coming into the gym three times out of the week, and the other three days, or four days, if you want to do something every single day, you're outside, totally game for. And a lot of people do. You know, they like to go hiking, a lot of people do cycling, canoeing. Mm -hmm. You name it. Rock climbing. Yeah. There's a ton of places in Hamilton to go hiking. And Brantford, yeah. Brant County, it's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever get people that are doing, like, you say you can't do too much, but can't, is there a limit where you can do too much? Yes. I feel yeah. I've hit that many times. Yeah. Canoeing or working out? Canoeing, oh. working out, both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can eventually kind of hit your ceiling where you're doing more damage versus time to repair where your body actually can't recover and then you start going into overtraining. We're currently at the point where we're afraid I might not be able to canoe this year. My shoulder hasn't healed from November. Seriously? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to start weight training soon to get some of use out of it. Good. And then right we'll see how it goes. Hey, I'll help you out. You teach me to canoe. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And then we'll have a show. You'll be the strength. I'll be the steerer. You'll be the strength. Deal. You'll be in the back of the canoe, canoeing, and I'll just be up front, just do, like doing curls. Did we just create best friends? I think so. You did. Mm -hmm. I, we're gonna go canoeing. See you guys later. <laughs> like matchmakers. I thought about bringing my canoe, but oh, that was just taking it back. I mean, just put it on my car, but then my wife would have killed me. <laughs> um, I, I had a question, and it's about you and your water. <laughs> it's you and your water. Fluoride. What's the deal? I can't discuss fluoride this time. <laughs> Um, with your, with the advent, like the adventures that you go on, what kind of things can you recommend for people just starting out? Oh, uh, because you kind of you some just research. jumped right into it. Yeah, yeah. do some research yeah. a bit. Um, but there's lots of videos on YouTube. I recommend is it Chris Pross puts out a lot of good videos on how to get into and what gear you need. Mm -hmm. But there's tons of things on YouTube. You can spend hours doing it and still not know what you're doing. The main goal is to do something within your comfort zone or a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and get a start and get a feel of it. Like when I first started, I put a canoe on. I uh, didn't. I didn't know. The, I, I didn't want to find a place portage, so I had my little cart. And at first, I get f about five meters into the uh, the trail, and my cart falls apart. I wasn't expecting there to be rocks on the portage trail. Mm. So then I just dragged my plastic canoe because I couldn't carry it. Yeah. I brought an electric guitar the first time. I got in trouble by the park because I had glass bottles. <laughs> yeah. Whole bunch of things you learn just from going. Yeah. Just from doing. Just from doing it. <laughs> and you got to, within means of safety, it's also good to find places where you have cell phone reception. Yeah. Thank you to Ted Rogers, there's cell phone reception all over Northern Ontario. Mm. I actually get better cell reception there than I do in my cottage in Southern Ontario. 
So half the time my wife would get messages from me going, there's a bear! <laughs> she gets the worst of it. <laughs> she must put up with quite a bit of that oh, stuff when you disappear, right? <laughs> Even today, I'm like, just letting you know where I am, I'm going for a hike today. I'm like, it looks kind of scary out here along the Grand. I'm like, just in case I don't make it. <laughs> and sure that. enough, yeah. before the show... There more to that? Like, just in case I don't make it, then it's just over? Before the show, I had to blow dry my shoes dry. They're waterproof, but apparently I fell a little too far into the water today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, well. <laughs> Just go out there, get out there, and do it. Yeah. That's my advice. Don't okay, think cool. about it. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah, <laughs> think about safety as yeah. much as you can, yeah. but... I don't know. That's not my <laughs> philosophy. Where was, where was the one place that you went to? I remember you taking a... It was one of your videos, and it went down uh, kind of a, a narrow river. Okay. And then it opened up, and there was a bunch of like boats that were all rusted out and kind of like broken down. Oh, Port Dover. That was Port Dover. I want to say it's. Oh, shoot, I forget the name of the river. Lynn River. There's two rivers in Port Dover, and I didn't know that. Th and there's an abandoned um, boatyard right now. They're working on cleaning it up, probably putting condos in there. But as of right now, it's still abandoned, and there's all these ships just resting out. They're out. old. Yeah. It was really cool to see that. This guy bought all these ships to salvage them and try to restore them and then never got around to it. Hmm. And then he went out of business, so now they're all sitting there and it's a really cool spot to go and see. It's like World War II ships just there. But then then I wanted to try to find nature. It's about a good two-kilometer paddle to get out of the city and get some nature finally. Hmm. By the time I got to the nature, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm turning around. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do overnight trips? What do you mean? Well, when overnight. I go to Gonquin, Massasauga Park, always overnight, yeah. I like going overnight. Uh, I wanted to get into some, what do you call it, uh, stealth camping, but I haven't got into that yet. Because there's a whole bunch of trails that you can't camp on, necessarily. You're not allowed to have fires, but apparently stealth camping is legal in Canada. I don't know. I'm not an official <laughs> expert on that. What is stealth camping? That? that is just camping somewhere where you're like camping along the Grand River. Yeah. You just set up tent. You don't cook and you don't have fires. You just sleep there for the night and then keep moving on. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. And you're not allowed to do that or you are? You are unless there's a sign explicitly saying no camping, no trespassing. Um, apparently the trespassing laws allow you to do that unless someone tells you to leave, that you're, uh, leave, you're not trespassing. Hmm. If someone tells you to leave and you don't leave, then you're trespassing. But once hmm. again, I'm not an expert. That's just what I got from YouTube. Gotcha. I'm hoping it works out in the field. Yeah. I might still wake up with a gun to my head. So Pray uh, for Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk my way out of yeah. it, I feel. So you watched a YouTube video that said it was okay, so you're like, hmm, this could be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to try it this year, but it's going to take one of those days i got to get guts. Yeah. It has to be one of those days where i got nothing else to do, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go down the, the Grand or something and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Let my wife know in three days when you're going to pick me up somewhere. Yeah. And just head down the river. <laughs> yeah. But I've been studying rivers, and I didn't realize they get slower now as you get towards the end, the opening. So that's disappointing. Because I also don't like them when I'm fast. Yeah. Like, uh, from Cambridge to Paris scares me. Hmm. Yeah, I've lost a few items. <laughs> Anyone finds my mat going down the Grand River, I'd like it back. <laughs> Did you put your name on it? No. No? I have Pray for Nathan. It. It's yeah. floating down the water. <laughs> Um, furthest you've gone. No, it's okay. We're just coming what up to our break. Furthest. Like like, distance? Yeah, total distance. Oh, when I went to Gonkren, uh this year, it was the most worst trip I've ever had. I canoed too far, <laughs> too fast, too furiously. It was vicious. I was out of energy, and I was trying to beat these other groups and ladies that had teams, and it was just me going solo. 
and they were single carrying through the portages. I was double carrying, and I was still flying past them. <laughs> and we are now going we'll to we'll continue that story when we get back. We're going to go to break now. Thank you for staying with us, and we'll see you soon. Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Local entrepreneurs share their stories of success and challenges in small business. Or even if I need more of a virtual kind of presence. The Small Business Show on Rogers TV. <laughs> well, I'm not driving. I'm way too stoned. How are you feeling, Veer? Oh, since we had that talk, I'm not driving tonight at all. What, what about, about you, Dave? You only had a couple of drinks. And only a couple of puffs. I don't drink and drive. No way I'm getting behind the wheel when I smoked weed, too. How are we getting home, then? You can drive, Dave. Come on, Dave. Take one for the team, buddy. Don't let weed and alcohol influence your decision to drive. Yeah, I need a ride. You know the story when the RCAF said Mach 2 fighter, two place, thousand mile range, the British said it was impossible. The Yanks tried twice and failed. They said, you're dreaming. We said, fine, we'll build it right here in Toronto. And now you guys, my guys, are saying that it can't be done, that they were right. Now that's the rocket that we used to get the model up to speed and then the onboard sensor tells me. Come on, baby. Damn it! But we did it according to your specs. The specs have changed. the project and destroyed the prototypes, the Avro Arrow remains for Canada a world benchmark in aerospace achievement. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. Nathan. Ben 1. Oh, I'm Ben A. I like it. Um, Nathan, before the break, yeah, we've worked this out. We've gone through yeah, this many times. Several times. Um, Nathan, before we went to break, you were talking about some of your uh, like longer yes, trips okay. that you've been on. So this was a run in the Gonkra, and it was also it was also rainy that day. So I, I'm exhausted after four hours of paddling. I've gone about, about 25 kilometers, and then, and I'm looking at the map. I'm on the lake. I want to find a campsite, but I see these other ladies across the bay, and they're just pausing, looking at their map, and I know they're trying to find a site too, and I'm like. This is my chance. It's now or never. I have a site I want in mind. I'm like, paddle as hard as I can, not caring what else I'm saying or anything else. I gave it everything I got. I was cursing a storm. I, those ladies probably could hear me. Anyways, I get to my site. I beat them to it. I collapse on the, the can ground or a site, whatever it is. And I'm just sitting there going, and then the ladies come by. They're like, are you going to stay here tonight? I'm like, oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's some impressive paddling you did there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot, they heard me. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what you were up to. Oh, yeah, I've never yeah. canoed that fast in yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was a dire situation. Yeah. Yeah. There was about 40 other campsites on that lake, but if I didn't get that one, yeah. my life was over, I felt. <laughs> well, we were on the break. You mentioned that you 
had done a trip in Niagara Falls area. Yeah, that like one might have been the longest, depending yeah. what you call a trip. Like, they went canoeing about, what was it, 10 kilometers, and then I had to bike 11 kilometers back, and then I decided to go further. I wanted to see the, oh, shoot. The falls. No, the statue. <laughs> Uh, a guy from War of 1812. Queenston Heights. Brock statue. Yeah, Queenston Heights. Wanted to go up there, but it's a Queenston Heights. I should have yeah. known it was a giant hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here I am at the end of my journey trying to go up this hill. I get to the monument. I check it out. Yeah. The guy's like, do you want to go up the stairs? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm done."> yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else on my Facebook's like, you didn't go up the stairs? I'm like, no. <laughs> I couldn't it's a long do way it. up there. I could barely walk after I got off the bike. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I still got to go pick up my canoe, and I don't know how. My canoe's sitting down in Niagara on the lake, locked up to a sewer grate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know how parking is on Niagara Lake on a weekend. Yeah. I'm like, how am I even going to get my canoe? <laughs> so there I am walking through uh, downtown Niagara on the lake with a canoe on top of my head. And cars are like, as they stop for you. And I'm like, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I need a break. <laughs> you can't see where you're going. Like, yeah. it's, and they can't see your eyes at all. Yeah. If you want to see where you're going in a canoe, you just lift it up a bit and put it back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to follow along, uh, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, on your adventures, uh, pray for Nathan. Yeah. On both Facebook and on uh, YouTube too, right? YouTube it might be and pray. Uh, you'll find the links. I'll yeah. post the links on this. Okay, uh, perfect. Stream. Sounds good. Um, Howard Brianna mentioned here. She says working out with you makes me question and appreciate my friendship with you. I take that both as no, as a comment. I think that's so. A comment. I think so. Appreciate and question and question. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Depending on how well I know you, I might, you know, push you a little bit more than I would yeah. somebody who I'm meeting for the first time. Mm. Like the two of you. Mm. What would you recommend for somebody that's looking to get more active? Um, it depends. If you're somebody who is like just starting out, so this is your first time that you've actually decided to do something to increase your activity level, I would start with something that you really enjoy doing, mm -hmm. which might not be the gym, which is weird, you know, coming from a personal trainer. But if you know you're just going to start out you haven't been doing anything active for several years, I would look into, it could be something as simple as walking your dog more often or taking up canoeing, biking, joining a, an adult um, sports team league, something like that, mm -hmm. like what we did mm -hmm. in, the, in the summer, you something like football, that. Yeah. yeah. If you feel like you're confident and um, you have a general idea of what you want to do or what you, what you are doing, then you can look at some more structured and planned out, like going to a gym or hiring somebody who's going to keep you accountable or what have you, joining a running club, mm -hmm. anything like that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. There's so many opportunities as we come up. We're getting closer to kind of the winter time hits, and it's yeah. so hard to, not necessarily, maybe it's not hard to find things to do outside, but there's definitely a lot less to do. For sure. Um, hard to do things safely outside. Hard to do yes. things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Testify to that. Exactly. Testify. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got the song stuck in my head right away. <laughs> um... But with that, like, do you see, you definitely see, like, an influx of people at the gym, right? Yep. For the wintertime, and then Dream you see works. a dry out as people are able to go do yep. more activities. For sure. As soon as yep. the warmer weather hits, people obviously want to spend more time outside. Patio beers. Right. Sure, if that's your exercise <laughs> of choice. You want to exercise one arm at a time. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, we definitely see uh, a shift happen. And uh, for the, you know, frequent gym goers who are there all the time, you you know, they usually still keep up their same frequency and schedule, but you'll see them maybe take a, a shift in how long they spend at the gym. Right, so over the winter months, you might see them more throughout the week. In the summer, they reduce in their outside canoeing. 
on the grand mm -hmm. with Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a trip coming up soon? Are well, it's winter right now. I, I'm, I got a few things planned. Uh, my big interest this year is I've been fascinated by trees for a, a long time in my life, but now I've been fascinated with old trees. So I want to check out a few old trees. Old? Old, old. Oh, okay. Like the oldest trees in Ontario. You know, uh, I'm planning to go to Dividing Lake in Algonquin to try to check out some of the old growth uh, eastern white pines. We used to have a thousand or a thousand year old white pines all over Ontario. They're all gone now. Yeah, we have houses now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they were property of the government, so the government owned them and they cut them all down to build the uh, mass for the ships. So. What? Yeah. So now I want to go see what we have left of the old ones. There's some old trees in Toronto. There's one in Niagara I want to check out. I'm sure there's more exciting things, but I've been really fascinated with trees. And there's some nice ones in Brantford I've been starting to notice. Mm. So how big would a thousand-year-old tree be, like diameter-wise? That's what I'd like to see. <laughs> they said diameter-wise, maybe. It depends. If it's an eastern right pine, maybe, maybe 15, 20 feet. I'm guessing. I don't know. They're huge. <laughs> they were. Wow. You can read they books. Were. Yeah, all these old they trees. Were too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back in books, and I try to look at paintings and see what the trees look like now. Obviously, they could be exaggerated because it's a painting. Mm -hmm. But there's no photos of any of these trees. There's no other way of seeing them. They've just all been cut down. Like even reading a book about Chatham Kent, they had. Uh, like 20-foot diameter chestnut trees, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't see any of that big now, not even close. Right. No. It's massive. And there's, there's some nice ones. I like checking them. And then there's something that can live for 500 years all the years. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. There's trees along the Bruce Trail up uh, around uh, Bruce, Bruce Peninsula that are, they estimate are 5,000 years old. The oldest one they know is 1,700 years. But the rings get so small that they can't count them. So, and the thing is, they're only the size... Like, you wouldn't know if a tree's 5,000 years old. It's a cedar tree. They don't grow very big with the rocks, yeah. but they could be 5,000 years old, and wow. they're right there. You're right next to it. Like, that's, that's incredible, and we'll continue that, uh, that information when we get back, but we're going to go to break now, and we'll see you right after these commercials. Bingo is a really simple show. Obviously, five different games of bingo. And we are awesome. And of course, it's a major fundraiser for us, the Lions Club. And the monies for that bingo stay within the community the cards are purchased. So we do wonderful things with the profits from that particular bingo. We have at least five winners every week, and uh, we give away 3000 bucks every week. Channel 100, it's award season, and Rogers on Demand has you covered. I thought we were going to a funeral. We are going to a funeral. Just looks like it's going to take a little longer to get there. I found us a mother, Moni. Yeah, Mom, you're a disgrace. You're the toughest kid in that school. Show them. You can't blend in when you were born to stand out. Why are the sisters standing in a brother's sitting? That's gendered and sexist. And polite. Check out the award season collection on Channel 100 and watch the nominated movies today. Mr. Blake. You can't see down with that thing. Mr. Blake. Jacques. What? They're coming. Hold them up. Find something. Jacques, 
I'm telling you for the last okay. time. Are the Canadians finished? There's a plan coming back on the hey, ice. Come on, come on, give us something. Please, please, how gentlemen. many stitches? Gentlemen, please. Come, come, come. On November 1st, 1959, Jacques Plant of the Montreal Canadiens broke with tradition. You're a brave man, Mr. Plant, standing up to him like that. And changed the face of hockey forever. Welcome to Think Millennial. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And we're joined by Nathan Prey and Ben Howard. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate that you want to. Never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> mind. Um, so we've been talking about Nathan, your adventures um, for Pray with Nathan. Or Pray for Nathan. Yeah, Pray with Nathan. <laughs> Different show. <laughs> and then also, on Sunday mornings. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Ben Howard, uh, personal trainer. We've been talking yeah. about different ways that you could potentially get active. That's right. And then also about your, your segments that you're That's doing. Right. Uh, cool Stuff with Ben. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you think that you would like to do going forward for Cool Stuff with Ben? I know you guys were talking I, about doing a... Yeah. We, can we set something up? Oh, we are. We are. I just don't know what. Okay, Depends so. on weather. And when, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, we're going to have to wait closer to spring. I, d I yeah. totally want to get in a canoe. Awesome. We'll just go somewhere. Awesome. What, do, you, do you have a place in mind that you take me? Like where you take me? Big Creek so far is my most impressive thought. Okay, we'll go there. I also wanted to canoe the upper Niagara River, but I don't know how to get out in time before the falls. We can do that one. <laughs> like before you hit the falls? Yeah. We can film by drone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know where to put the boat in. We'll just figure it out on the way down. We're just ready to get out. There you go. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Are there any other things that you'd like to do? Um, I'm totally game for anything. So if there's even anybody out there who, I mean, totally comments and, and you know, on uh, on this feed if you want to do anything, but I'm, I'm game for anything. Yeah. Stuff that scares me, stuff I've never done before, teach me something, anything. Climb into a snake pit. Okay, let's do it. Are you going to join me? Nope. Come on. <laughs> Hard no. He went, he went with me to a haunted house. I did. It's for your kids. For kids. Snakes are for kids? No. <laughs> yeah. They're little snakes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you should join me. Not a chance. Yeah. Come on. No. See, this is me learning how to do a backflip. You guys should do, like, Bigfoot hunting or something. And you guys should do Pray for Nathan. Pray with Nathan. Pray for Nathan. Pray, with, pray, pray for Nathan. Have you ever seen anything for bears. weird out there? I've had weird stuff happen to me. Like? What? Well, like, uh, I was is sleeping. I had to sleep in a hammock tent. Is this PG? Yes, I was sleeping in a hammock tent. It was my first time out with the hammock tent and first time doing like overnight portaging and all that. And I put my pack underneath my hammock tent and I go to sleep. I didn't realize I must have had some food still in my hammock or my bag. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sleeping and then I hear. <laughs> I hear this it's deep breathing. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm on an island, thank goodness. And I'm like, what is that? And then I feel a paw reach for my bottom and touch it. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey! <laughs> I start yelling and screaming. I can't see anything. It's pitch black. You're assaulted by an animal? Yeah, I'm rocking back and forth in this hammock. <laughs> Basically a human burrito. It could have been a raccoon. It could have been a bear. Yeah. You don't know what it was? No, I didn't get to see it. I just heard it storm off and I yelled. <laughs> I did, my only defense is yelling. How big this was time his, I think it worked. How big was his paw? <laughs> what it feels, I don't have a lot of... I can't tell size. <laughs> <laughs> it was in between a raccoon and a bear paw. <laughs> Possibly a nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it 
It was way too close for comfort. Yeah. What other encounters have you had? <laughs> well, that same trip, this is when I discovered everything I need to know about bears. They yeah. can swim. Okay, good uh, to know. I had been canoeing for four hours, two hours in straight wind that I've just exhausted. I was, I, I was calm. I was practically in tears because I was exhausted. And I saw, and I see this bear swimming across the, uh, the river, and I'm like, and the wind is just blowing me straight to it. And I just start yelling at the bear because I'm having a bad day. I'm like, get out of the freaking way! I'm going this way, regardless. I can't stop. I can't yeah. go backwards. And the bear took one look at me. And he's like, I, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go way over this bush. Wait till later, and wait till he's in his hammock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I will get his bum. Yeah. <laughs> and mostly, it's just dogs so far. Coming back from the uh, like, coming back from the trip, and you go to load the car. I go to get the car. I come back, and then there's dogs breaking into my pack, eating my food. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's been annoying. Really, dogs? Yeah, because people dog. will leave their dogs at the beginning of the trails. That's fair. I need a dog because I'd love to have a dog on my camping trips. Yeah. But that's all I'd want it for. Yeah. Hmm. What's the What's the most important lesson that you've learned by well, doing by doing these trips? Basically, how to survive on your own. Yeah. I'm not really good around the house at cooking and all that stuff. But out there, I got to cook my own meals. I got to do everything myself. You learn a lot about yourself, what you're capable, what you're not capable of. You know. Do you I bring the the kind of prepacked meals, or do you? Yeah, I do those. Those yeah. are great. Yeah. I've tried making my own. I haven't succeeded yet. So really, you're not cooking. You're heating up. Well, yeah. I, b I know how to boil water. <laughs> 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 this is more than I do at home, though. So it's, for, it's, it's an advancement. <laughs> I'm a treatment guy. The board can't boil water. <laughs> Howard, you might want to do some research, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not, not an expert at the trips, but I get better every time I go out, right? Which I think that's so cool. Learning yeah, what yeah. wood is better to burn. I just saw a chart of which wood is better. Thousand-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I go to Gonquin Dividing Lake, I'm not allowed to fire because of the trees. Really? Yeah. So that would be an interesting experience. So you got to plan for that and make sure that you have stuff to. I've learned not to uh, use rainwater to mix my whiskey drinks with. <laughs> Nothing bad happened to yeah. me, but by the end of it, it just tasted like pine salt. <laughs> and I wasn't drinking gin, so I'm like, what's this? <laughs> A couple of important lessons there to take away. <laughs> oh, the, the, there's nothing but important lessons, yeah. you know. <laughs> Learning to bring more than one roll of toilet paper mm -hmm. That's an important lesson. Yeah. Please tell us more. No. <laughs> I drop one in the toilet and I'm like, uh oh. That's <laughs> what <laughs> this isn't poison ivy. <laughs> So learning to find, that, that's actually one of the most important lessons when you get to your campsite, find the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Even if it takes you a few hours, find that first before you set up your thing. Because mm -hmm. in the middle of the night when you need to try to find that, I've heard horror stories where people get lost in the middle of the night trying to find the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Set up a rope sometimes going to it so you can find it. Yeah. Hmm. So once, oh, oh, sorry. Go. Well, once you eat those little rehydrated meal packages in the morning, you'll be trying to find a bathroom quickly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No one believes me, but you ever go on an overnight trip, you'll find out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Three years. Three years? Yeah. Not that pretty, long. Not that long. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this would be the third year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's cool to see uh, how quickly, like, what you're learning and how much ground you've covered to be able to do that. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show now. Uh, so thank you both very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so you. Nathan, pray for Nathan. Yes.
You can find them on Facebook and YouTube. Yes, I'll post links at the bottom of this somewhere. Perfect, sounds good. And uh, continue to follow along with your journey. Yes. It's, it's awesome to see, and I look forward to seeing the episode yeah. where Howard goes along with you. Um, and hopefully also, you come back. Hopefully yeah. you guys come back. <laughs> uh, ben Howard, thank you for being here today. Thank and you for having me. And we look forward to seeing that happen. Oh, yeah. And uh, more stuff to come. Um, and, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll be back uh, next week. And have a great evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you happen to catch the show. Thank you. Call the Rogers TV viewer response line, email us, or connect with us on social media. February helped to fill emergency food hampers during the House of Friendship's Potato Blitz. You can make a difference in your community with a bag of spuds or a financial donation. Rogers TV. Hi, and welcome to Guelph Life. I'm Kathy Bouger. We've got lots to get into this program, so let's get it started. First up, January 28th marked the 100th anniversary of Lieutenant Colonel John McRae's death. A service at St. Andrews is one of the many events held around the city to commemorate. here to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the death of Lieutenant Colonel John McRae. Uh, McRae was a member of this church, his family were members of this church, and so it seemed appropriate when we're going to have such a commemoration that we come to this place that meant much to his family and certainly to himself as a young man. When I was planning the service, um, I, I was thinking, what do you do to commemorate the 100th anniversary of someone's death? I guess you try to do a memorial service, um, and so that's what we did. So that's why we incorporated uh, members from the city and the Guelph Museums, uh, the regiment, and, um, and the legion honored in a specific way around the laying of poppies, um, and then the historical society bringing that history that they do so well. I think what people need to take away is that 
First of all, he was the author of Flanders Fields. In Flanders Fields not only gave us the poppy as a symbol of remembrance, it's followed in Britain for a short time, it was followed in the United States and other countries in Europe. And he also was very important to understand that there was a generation where only one in ten men came home from the Great War, and he being someone who was a medical doctor with a brilliant career as a pathologist at McGill still felt honor bound because of his past military service as a volunteer in the Boer War as a very young man and then during the Great War that